Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome once again to Madame Perry's Salon, the cultural salon in a genie bottle floating through cyberspace. I am your host, your groove mistress, and spiritual advisor, Madame Perry. But you can call me Perry, Jennifer, Jen, JP. I'm just happy that you're here. And I am happy that I'm here too and grateful to everyone who's been what's the word, subscribing uh, to Madam Perry Salon on different podcast apps, to people who share it and tell their friends about it, to people who leave me interesting reviews, and I really appreciate that, and I do want your suggestions. Uh, as I've said before, one of my favorites was one that says, where the uh, reviewer said, it could be somebody famous, you know or somebody you've never heard of, but either way, it's going to be an interesting guest. And I was so grateful for that because I've been very, very fortunate um, to have so many different kinds of people on the show, be it actors, musicians, anthrozoologists, food historians, (laughs) just about uh, all kinds of people that are just fascinating. Now, coming up soon, I've got to tell you, we've got some so much fun. if you listened last week when I had Cheryl L.G. Trent on, we were having so much fun. I don't know if the equipment just couldn't take it, or I might have just been laughing and knocked something off gear. I hope I won't do it ever again. But we kind of lost audio toward the end of the show a couple of times, so we ended up. Cheryl will be back. She's a clothing historian. She's a cosplayer and an author, and just an absolutely fun person. I know her from Wild Wild West, Steampunk Con, and she's uh, quite popular. You'll see why if you've never heard of her. Uh, she's gonna, But we're going uh, gonna to redo that show. I think she'll be back next week. Also coming up soon is Matthew Clickstein. If you don't know him, he's a filmmaker, writer, playwright, arts therapist, pop, culture historian. He, um, oh my gosh, let me, let me get into some of his projects. If you know about Nickelodeon, he wrote Slimed, an oral history of Nickelodeon's Penguin Random House. Uh, he wrote Nerding Out, How Pop Culture Ruined the Misfit. Uh, which was, an, I think it was an article, oh no, it was a book, but it was reviewed in Business Weekly. He's worked on films like uh, National Lampoon's College Town, uh, Against the Dark, Skin, A History of Nudity in the Movies, which was made in 2020. He also, oh God, I'm writing this down. He, um, he's worked with theater and, let's see, theater groups for disabled kids. That he's oh actually he's created theater and written with them, and he also wrote a film. I can't think of the name. I think it's called Against the Horror. That stars uh, Steven Seagal. 
pretty big deal, and he's so nice and so much fun. And he's also got in development a film that has to do with the Marx Brothers, and I am such a Marx Brothers fan. That'll be fun. Also coming after that is Lynn Barker. If you don't know Lynn Barker, if you don't know her name, I promise you, you know her work. Now, her latest book is called Futurist Rex. It's sort of a different telling on the Arthur, Arthurian legend, uh, but she co-wrote it with a good friend and writing partner, Dorothy Fontana, or DC Fontana of Star Trek and all kinds of science fiction things. Uh, Lynn Barker has worked on Star Trek. She has worked on uh, Twilight Zone, the 80s reboot, and I think Deep Space Deep Space Nine. But yeah, she will be here, and I am so psyched. So she'll be here telling stories, too, about adventures. If you see uh, with her and uh, D.C. Fontana, if you see my Facebook for uh, Jennifer Maudette Perry, you will see a picture of uh, Gene Roddenberry, and on either side of him is D.C. Fontana and Lynn Barker in belly dance costumes because they were part of a belly dance group. So we got so much fun. And Charles Mason, uh, builder, costume maker, cosplayer, and author that I met at this year's uh, Wild West, he's going to be here too. So, um, okay, okay, I'm already getting texts from people saying, well, where's Shelley? Where's Shelley? Well, let me handle that right now. My guest tonight is one of the most fascinating people I've ever met. Uh, she is a dancer. <laughs> improv artist. She's a producer, a performer, a host. She she has an exceptional ability to just conceive, execute, and manage projects and programs. Uh, She's organized events that attract more than 40,000 attendees, and that has to do with film, uh, Dragon Con, different things with visual arts and music, and so I am absolutely delighted to bring for the very first time into the genie bottle. I've got her a nice cushion here to sit on, and I hope she'll like it. Uh, Shelly Smalls. Shelly, welcome. Hi, Madam Perry. How are you doing? <laughs> Thank I you for the am... lovely introduction. <laughs> There's so much to say about you, although I can't say it all, but then again, hey, you're oh, here, so you can I tell would... us even more. <laughs> Wow. Well, I was just busy listening to like all these amazing people you have coming on the show soon. And I have to say, I'm also a big fan of the Marx Brothers, too. Um, Harpo Marx is one of my comedic inspirations. And he's got this amazing autobiography, Harpo Speaks, which is beyond. I love it. It's one of my it's one of my favorite books and probably my favorite autobiography ever. I've got the biggest crush on him. And I wish he was still here. Oh, my word. Shelly, listen to this. If you were here in my home, walked in, saw the nightstand by my bed, you would see the book Harpo Speaks on it. Oh, my goodness. And (laughs) I was so thrilled to say when you said Harpo, I thought, oh, good. I can loan her the book if she wants. And then when you said the book, you got the book, I'm like, oh, soul sister. Yeah. I am so thrilled oh, yeah, to know that. Oh, yeah, completely. His life is fascinating. And it's one of those things, too, where he was just such a – like, reading his book was just such a discovery of, like, a human being who had so much depth to him. But, like, mm-hmm. his, you know, and I kind of went on a bender at one point where I just was reading everybody's autobiography for just inspiration and 
And, you know, I read Harpo Marx and Lucille Ball and Mae West and Charlie Chaplin. And he was just for, for the persona he had comedically and to read his book was just like, it, it, it was just so much, you know, so I guess just so heart filling to learn so much about him that I would have never known. Oh, I know. Um, I know. And I think yeah. I found mine in a used bookstore and grabbed it up and started reading and just, yeah, he there's quite a lot of depth to him. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, but th- yeah, but thank you for having me on tonight. <laughs> I am delighted. And I'm um, giving a shout out to, let me right now, to uh, my producer, Megan Whitlock, because she checks the audio from afar to make sure everybody can hear it. And uh she says, we're doing good. We're doing oh, good. Oh, so, great. Thank Megan, Megan. Megan's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so this is, um, God, I can't believe. I, I had no idea you would say Harpo Speaks, and you had no idea. I would say that's on my nightstand right now. So, Yeah, I feel like that's, yeah, it's definitely one of those, like, yeah, definitely, like, kismet type of, uh, type of scenarios. (laughs) um, That word was in my mind. But that's, you know, but it's kind of funny. Like, I feel like I've been able, you know, throughout my whole career, it seems like I've been able to make these kind of relationships with people where, you know, like, where I'm I'm able to meet somebody or by circumstance and then, you know, they, they just kind of connect with me, you know, like we're able to connect in some way. And a lot of times these relationships have led into a lot of the projects that I've been able to work on. So I'm very, you know, I feel like very like, this is, you know, tonight's a good night. (laughs) Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is indeed. Yeah, the word kismet was going through my head. Kismet, synchronicity, all kind of wonderful things. So Mm -hmm. let's get going on about, now, um, you're here in Atlanta where I am. You've had so much going on, and I read about you all the time, and I have looked back at even watching videos, uh, interviews with you, and events, too, that you've, I guess, probably produced it, you were hosting at a photography exhibit at Elliott Street Pub, um, Mm -hmm. interview at Relapse Theater, uh, different things. Yeah, those were, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I really started, you know, my journey in the arts kind of started after I turned 30, Really, um, I moved to Atlanta. My early years in Atlanta were spent more or less on the social service um, path in my career. I worked for a lot of the Jewish agencies in town. Um, my, you know, I got my degree in higher education administration from um, University at Buffalo. I moved down here after grad school to work for this um, youth group organization that I was involved in when I was in high school. So I got my master's, moved down here, and then continued to get my MBA at Brunel University. And I was doing, like, fundraising, and I was working in all these different, um, you know, social services agencies. But around 2005, a friend introduced me to Relapse Theater over off of 14th Street. Um, And I ended up there nearly 10 years, first run doing um, improv. 
and my whole world opened up. I was really kind of <laughs> I, just kind of, yeah, I was, I guess, kind of fr- not frustrated in the social service stuff that I was doing because I definitely loved, you know, working with people and, you know, the causes were always good. But, like, I just wasn't feeding my creative self. And it wasn't until I met um, Bob Wood and, you know, started taking improv classes and then, like, stepped on a stage where I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I've been missing. (laughs) And at Relapse Theater, really at the time when it opened, I want to say from, like, 2005 to, you know, 2011, um, especially those years, it really felt like it was Warhol's factory. It was Mm. so many people who were, you know, there was improv, there was stand-up. I met met Tallulah Love and Catherine Lash, and we brought burlesque there. Um, Loved them. You know, there were filmmakers, there were musicians, there was breakdancing. Anything and everything, you know, you could think of was happening in that space. And it was, you know, I give so much credit to Bob Wood for letting, you know, artists thrive. at Relapse Theater, and it really helped launch the careers of so many people that we, you know, that we see today um, out there in, you know, in entertainment. So that's really, it's, you know, Bob, Bob's just amazing. And, um, you know, there's been a couple of editions of Relapse Theater, but it closed, I think, for at least again for the last time. Um, but I, know, I always say Goonies never say die, but it was probably, I think, like 2019, <laughs> when um it closed again but he always somehow the the space always comes back around so that you know (laughs) i I feel like it's going to come back um but it was really there that i was able to get um inspired by seeing other creatives and and really meeting other people to help you know bring my other you know my visions to life as well so um i really give you know that's kind of where i started now, you also work with um, film festival, or like Women in Film and Television Atlanta, uh, with the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival. Yes. Um, and so I love, you know, I've always been a kid that's loved entertainment. Um, I started, you know, I think it was like when I was four, I must have been like four years old when I told my mom I wanted to be an actress, or my parents I wanted to be an actress, and obviously they're like, tried to push me in every other direction, but she always <laughs> told me that it that when I was um, old enough, you know, she's like, well, you can always do community theater. You can always do this. Well, I figured out a way to do entertainment in my own way. Um, and that really, you know, um, the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival was a great pairing for my love of social service and then also entertainment. Um, my mm-hmm. role, you know, my, my role as um, – Oh, senior programming and industry relations manager, I really, you know, connected with filmmakers. And that was my, you know, one of my main duties was relationship building. So I had um, filmmakers that I would keep in contact with for years and talk to them. You know, a lot of times it was about their films that were in progress. And then once they were completed, they would, you know, send our way. Um, and also help take films from the, you know, from premiering at our festival and be able to introduce them to distributors. But, you know, from somebody who is looking at 
the film industry from a different, you know, film festivals are a, an amazing tool for marketing and launching careers and, and for filmmaker education. I kind of learned the film industry from a different angle. You know, I haven't, mm. I spent some time on set, but not, you know, I, but not nearly, you know, you know, I'm not like a career filmmaker where I'm behind the camera or I'm, you know, on set. Uh, even though somewhere along the line, I'm, I'm working on a film, um, my own documentary um, with some family members at some point. I could tell you about that in a little bit. Um, okay. But being on the film, film festival side of things, it really kind of spoke to my love of, you know, working in the community and working with volunteers. Annually, I worked with, you know, we had about uh, 150 to 200 volunteers that would, um, you know, help curate our festival and um, worked with, you know, um, so many of our major venues around town, everything from City Springs to a lot of the Regal Cinemas um, and, you know, Plaza Theater, um, Midtown Arts, um, oh, uh, oh, um City, or I'm sorry, Spring Cinema, um, and all these different theaters, uh, and uh, um, predating Springs, it was LaFont Theater, but all these different amazing venues that um, I worked with on a production level. So it was me, you know, making sure that these films got into, you know, the um, festival as far as, like, their formats and made sure that, like, they – they got to the actual projection. That was my job. As soon as I saw the film on the screen, that's where I got my, you know, I'm like, okay, film made it here um, all the way across the universe to Atlanta. It's on the screen. People are enjoying it. That's my joy. Um, so my love for producing really uh, came from, you know, I was able to implement it into that as well as the creative piece as well. One of my um, beloved events, from um, from AJFF, I uh, coordinated and project managed alongside my dear friend Leah Sitkoff, and it was our um, Cinebash event where we did that at the uh, Atlanta Contemporary, and this was a couple of years ago. I mean, this was 2018, um, but it was a fantastic event where we celebrated Saul Bass and the famous um, graphic designer. Um, and he storyboarded, you know, he storyboarded Psycho, and he designed um, poster, you know, uh, film posters. And, um, you know, so with the film festival, I was really able to kind of stretch my stretch my muscles ah, in both yeah. directions, both, you know, the producing side where I love to take a list and make things happen, and the community side, and then the creative side. Um, and my, you know, my involvement with WISTA really spun from my work at AJFF. I, um, I've always been a clubs and org geek. I was, you know, in college, I was like on every, you know, from my sorority to student <laughs> government to, um, you know, to every single club I could be in, I was involved in. And um, WISTA, Women in Film and Television, was my entree into taking a leadership position. Um, and for several years, I served as secretary as well as the short film showcase chair. Uh, and women in film and television, you know, it, we, we're here to help elevate um, female voices in, um, in all of different creative media. So it's film, it's television, it's podcasting, it's, um, you know, vlogging, it's, it's 
all different, you know, gaming. Um, we co- we collaborate with the music industry, women in music. Uh, we, you know, we're working on right now um, the Women Production in Production Summit that will be happening in September. So it's you know um, it's a fantastic organization, um, and, I, and I'm going to plug one of our events coming up. But we have yes. on May eight yes on May eighteenth we have a um, oh it's at Meptic Studios and it's a um, script supervising um, it's a tour of Meptic Studios and it's a script supervising workshop with Jennifer Carreri who is a phenomenal, phenomenal professional. I have so much respect and um, admiration for her. Jennifer has worked um, on tons of different productions as well as um, Tyler Perry Studios. So she's going to give a uh, two-hour workshop on being a script supervisor as well as the attendees will be able to take a tour of Neptic Studios, which is doing amazing things in the virtual landscape. Oh, Oh, this is going to be oh, that's going to be sweet. And this, you said that's and the date on that is uh, the date on that is uh, May eighteenth. May eighteenth. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Please let me make sure because whatever uh, I see a lot of my audience listens uh, like whether they're driving to work and back or school and back or jogging or something. So I always say. Uh, all these cool stuff I will share on my social media so that they don't have to worry about they didn't write it down. And uh, I'll share it on not only Madam Perry's salon, but also on my social media personal as well. So make sure make sure I get that. Wow. Oh, now, fantastic. Were, were you going to mention something else about uh, a film? And please forgive me yeah. if I'm, I'm butting the head because I don't oh, want to no. be I don't want to be Miss Budinsky, but you know how it happens. Oh uh, uh, no, absolutely! I've got uh, a uh, well, so I've got a couple things about film. The first is that you know, I mean, of course, you know, with my love for film festivals and my love for burlesque, um, I am launching the very first film strip fest, which is yay. a combination short film festival, burlesque festival, the weekend of November 4th and 5th at Red Light Cafe. And um, I'm so excited to be able to showcase these two mediums. I feel like, you know, one of the, um, one of my favorite things to do is take things that might not be connected and kind of connect the dots. And Uh to me, there's so many similarities between, you know, filmmakers and the burlesque community that it makes sense to um, to kind of pair these two art forms together. And for people who like short films, it's, a, it's an opportunity to introduce them to the burlesque community. And for the burlesque community, it's an opportunity to introduce them to short films. So the weekend, um, the first night will be um, both, you know, I'll have, I'm going to have two shows, like a, like a, um, one's like an, like an afternoon show, one's an evening show, but they'll both be two parts, you know, half short film, half burlesque. And oh. then on Sunday, we're go- it's going to be a jury festival. So we'll have, I've got an amazing jury lined up um, from friends from, uh, creative friends from around Atlanta. Um, but we'll have a mixer. So in the, in the morning, there'll be a mixer for filmmakers and for burlesque performers. Uh, because I think, like, burlesque performers are the secret weapon for short filmmakers. 
Mm. Um, and I think because, well, because as a burlesque performer, you really are your own hair, makeup, costume, set designer. Like, you know how to do all of these things. For mm-hmm. short filmmakers, you know, a lot of times they're in need of those individuals. So I think that, you know, I just want to be, create a space um, for networking to happen for these two, these two art forms to meet um, and also maybe collaborate with one another. I think that's, you know, that's something that is so important, especially in a town like Atlanta that is thriving with so many different creatives. Um, You know, the opportunity to meet new people um, in, you know, in the industry. So that's, you know, so I'm looking forward to that um, coming up in November. and then the second thing is, yeah, so I'm working with one of my relatives on um, a documentary about my, he's, he's a, a cousin of mine who probably like third, fourth, or fifth cousin, I'm not quite sure how it works on the family tree, um, but his name is Edward <laughs> Small, and, and Edward Small was the first, kind of uh, designed the, and created the career of a casting agent in the early, you know, 1900s. And so from like, he passed away in 1977. I think he was like, maybe like 83 years old. Um, But he, you know, he has this amazing life story. He's got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And um, my cousin, Roy Cranman has um, the, you know, has the autobiography of Edward Small. So we're working on, you know, figuring out a way to you know, we'd like to, you know, produce this, um, a documentary at some point, get his book out there and just really like share the phenomenal life of this man who was akin to like a Louis B. Mayer. You know, he mm-hmm. was in that, in that, um, in that world and, you know, and a studio director. If you look up Edward Small on Wikipedia or IMDb, you'll see his huge roster of films. I mean, he worked with the Barrymores, Hetty Hopper. He was the one who cast Clara Bow in It as the It Girl that, like, um, launched the whole flapper, um, you know, revolution in the 1920s. And um, he just was a very humble man who didn't, want the publicity um he didn't really you know he wasn't really about that that aspect of it but um his you know his contributions to the film industry itself have been so um instrumental in kind of seeing what we see today and seeing like the legacy of um his work is is really is really um fantastic so you know very it just kind of tickles me in a lot of ways that this is, you know, I I always loved entertainment and thinking, well, maybe this is just kind of like in my blood too. You know, I love to do things. And then I had a relative who was like, did, did all this. And I didn't even really know his story until much later in life. So. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking was, the same thing. Cause you have such a, a rich, I don't want to say, how, how do I say, um, Knowledge horizon, event horizon about showbiz. I mean, uh, you know, you're 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 modern. You're with it. You're with what's going on now or what's coming up soon. But at the same time, you've got um, interests and in the lore, and you've got knowledge and what's come a hundred years before you or more. So yeah, could be in the blood. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, it's, you know, so, and I kind of feel like being able to mix burlesque with film kind of harkens all the way back to those vaudeville days mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, so, you know, thinking about the petty Nickelodeons and, and all those <laughs> fun things. <laughs> yeah. And, and I just loved so much about that time, too. Uh, this year's theme at uh, Wild West Con was Roaring Twenties. And so... Oh, nice. One of, oh, yeah. And one of the uh, uh, presentations I did was called... I called it Vamp It Velma, about the makeup and the clothes and the style and how it was influenced by discoveries in Egypt and so forth. So, oh, yeah, there's so much art oh, in that talent. Oh, that's fascinating. So, oh, um, wow. So is uh, that where the twenties Bob came from? I think the Bob was really seemed to be more of just a liberation thing. Like you can't make mm-hmm. me have to keep this hair. But because of the <laughs> the uh, uh <laughs> the Tutankhamun's uh tomb and so forth was found and all of a sudden everything was Egypt. I mean Egyptology, Egypt this, Egypt that, Egypt cigarettes, Egypt. Because I had all these ads from back then from magazines and stuff about every cosmetics or clothes or, um, uh, like I said, cigarettes and different things would be have to do with Egyptian, Egyptian or Egypt things. And, you know, the glorious, which also blended right into the uh, Erte and Art Deco style. So that all sort of came together. Mm-hmm. Then oh, it was wow. so gorgeous, like in the styles and the lines and designs and the, and the makeup and such. So, ah, oh, that's so cool. I love that. Oh, it's great. Um, what about and um, what about a film though? Because I wasn't uh, expecting the one about Edward Small. That's rather cool, um, <laughs> which is an understatement. But also. A film, I believe, that you're involved in or going to be performing in uh, about Victoria Woodhull. Yes. So I know, unfortunately, so I just spent the month up in Buffalo, New York, and um, I was so excited to be a part of this film. Unfortunately, I'm not anymore. Um, I had to recast my part because they were, yeah, they were shooting in um during the time i thought i was going to be back in town for for the role but um i have, was dealing with some family things up in buffalo so unfortunately i wasn't able to do that oh um, i'm so sorry but, but, and i'm sorry i brought it up so oh, no, that's except, okay. no no worries at all you know it's about like, how about, i can barely keep up with me i can't imagine <laughs> having somebody else try and keep up with me okay um, okay but the amazing or, victoria <laughs> Um, yeah, but the amazing Victoria Weston is the director of the film, and, you know, you definitely, people should follow her at victorialynnweston.com to um, find out more about the um, free, you know, b- about the movie um, and the mm-hmm. film and its progress. So I, I would encourage okay. your um Oh, your people, um, the, all the all the inhabitants of the genie bottle, um, follow <laughs> Victoria to learn more. All right, and I would encourage everyone also uh, following, listening, that if you've got a film project that you know this is the woman for it, well, she's available. So, 
Yeah. But you got to grab her fast. There's a lot going on in this woman's life. If she can't keep up with her, I don't feel quite so slack now. Um, well, listen, I've got I've got to stop for just a moment and and play a couple of spots. So we'll be gone for about two minutes. If you're listening live tonight on May the eighth at about eight thirty p.m. GMT minus four or Eastern or whatever, and you want to talk to Shelley, you can just give us a call at six four six. It's a toll-free call in the continental U.S., 646-716-9922. Or if you're in like a a, a job or something where you can't use the phone, you can always send me a message on uh, Facebook, either through Madam Perry Salon or Jennifer Modette Perry, and I will be happy to uh, share that with Shelly. So just give me... Just a moment here. Now, where is tonight's very special, very special message? Oh, here's I mean, the world has gone crazy, right? I mean, this whole pandemic. I I, I don't even know if I'm coming or going anymore. You know what I mean? But the one thing during the pandemic that I found out, right, that was a good thing, was the Madame Paris Salon. I mean, this podcast, eh? when you hear her laughing, all you want to do is laugh. Eh? When her dog's barking in the background and she's talking to the dog, I'm like, she's going to an interview, and I'm like, this podcast is the best podcast I've ever heard before. You know what I mean? <laughs> Salutations! Captain Medea Ashra here cordially inviting you to attend the International Steampunk Symposium Circus-themed event, Steampunk Under the Big Top, happening from June 16th through the 18th at the Holiday Inn Eastgate in Cincinnati, Ohio. We have Freak Show Deluxe coming, and our afternoon fairway will have games, curiosities, balloon artists, prizes, and so much more. Madame Askew and the Grand Arbiter are coming from out west, bringing with them compliment dueling, which is only one of the Steampunk Olympiad games that will be going on throughout the weekend. You can come dressed up or casual, but should you want to get kitted out, we have over 40 amazing vendors on site. With the popularity of our afternoon tea in past years, this year we'll be offering two high tea events on Saturday. After our fashion show Saturday evening, our gothic masquerade starts out with dance lessons, and we have not one, but two amazing DJs on stage. To make things even more exciting, with it being Father's Day weekend, children under 18 will be admitted for free on Sunday with the purchase of an adult ticket. Head on over to SteampunkSymposium.com to get your TN convention tickets, book a room, and find out more information about our event. And don't forget, life is a circus. Enjoy the show. All right. Thank you, Captain Medea Ashra. And this is Jennifer, Madam Perry, back with you. And uh, once again, with our guest, the fabulous... Shelly Smalls. <laughs> Shelly. <laughs> Love that little, that little um, flair. <laughs> that was so fun. Um, so, Madam Perry, if I can, I would love to talk about my upcoming show, uh, Middle Age Cabaret. Um, yeah. That, that is going on. Yes. So, I am a, a huge advocate of, you know, 
like owning your age. So to me, I'm 48. I'm turning 49 this year. And I feel like I'm just getting going. You know, I'm, I was a late bloomer in life, of, you know, for just many things. And I feel like I didn't even get into my own skin until my, you know, until my mid to late 30s. So, you know, like, I, you know, I'm in my 40s, and I feel so much more confident about life and myself, and I know where I'm going. And, and for and as a performer who's over 40, um, you know, one of the things I want to advocate for is, you know, to to spotlight and to um, have opportunities uh, to showcase performers over 40. So that's why the Middle Age Cabaret is so special to me. Um, and it is happening this year on June 3rd at Red Light Cafe, um, which if, if you haven't been to Red Light Cafe, you must go. It is probably the premier spot for burlesque in Atlanta. Um, it showcases so many um, of our burlesque uh, production companies and troops, and, and um, it's so very welcoming for independent producers. Um, you know, we've got, we've had, um, I'm just trying to think of, of people that have, have produced there and shows that Ariel Allegro, um, Selena Michelle, um, oh, who else? Batsy Sinclair, Stormy Knight, um, the fandom Nerdlesque, um, Sig Sawyer, um, and his crew have, um, you know, they all produce shows there and it's, you know, it, it's just so supportive of our community, which is which is amazing, um, and and to be able to you know to open up the stage there, I've got amazing performers from all over Atlanta, which I'll be announcing tomorrow. So you can catch me online um, at you know on my Facebook page, Shelly Schmalls Retro on Bon Schmalls on Instagram, and I'll probably and I'll be posting it on LinkedIn too. Um, so it's, you know, and so much love to my, um, my friend and co-producer, um, the, um, Diana DeBloons, who really just helps me with operations every step of the way for this show. It's, it's so much, you know, she's such a rock. Um, but the middle-aged cabaret is going to be amazing. We're going to not only have burlesque, but we're going to have some puppetry, some magic, um, some comedy and, uh, singer-songwriters. Oh, I like it. I like it. When I first saw yeah. it on, um, I think I saw that on Instagram. I thought this is going to be the bomb. I have, I'm a longtime fan of Red Light Cafe, and I've been there to see lots of people, to meet people, perform there with different groups. I mean, it is just a great place. But I have noticed lately more of the uh, uh, burlesque performances being there because I used to go see burlesque at other places that just don't seem to be having that much going on. So I'm glad Burlesque has found a home at Red Light. And uh, this is going to be, this is going to be great. Uh, So here's another good thing I'm glad you brought up. Now, first of all, being a late bloomer, we late bloomers bloom best. (laughs) Agreed. I don't know what it is, but we, I guess we just don't, uh, we don't peak too early. I don't know. But uh, I wanted to ask about burlesque because, you know, as you know, since we've uh, got a lot of the same friends, I think we met through burlesque. And mm-hmm. I am just fascinated with the revival of burlesque. Now, if you say to your family, 
wasn't excited as you about you being going into show business. How do they feel about burlesque? Well, so I think my my so my parents, you know, especially my mom. It's not that she wasn't excited for like for me to do you know entertainment or anything like that. I think she just wanted to keep me realistic. <laughs> it was more important <laughs> for her, and I thank her for this. She wanted me. She's like, you can, you need to get your degrees. You need to get your education. She's like, you can do what you want on the side. Um, but like, get your degree first. She, because I was a kid who was walking around telling everybody I was going to be the next Annie on Broadway. And I was going to the fame high school in New York. Obviously, (laughs) if you know me, you know, I cannot sing a note. There is no way I'm getting into any like special schools for my like talent. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I think, you know, I wish, you know, there's parts of me that wish, like, oh, well, maybe if they would have, like, encouraged my creative side younger, but, you know, like, life is life and things happen the way yeah. it um, When I told my mom and that and my parents that I was doing burlesque and that I had started, um, you know, producing and, and seeing and everything, it was, um, you know, the first thing she said to me was like, oh, I'm not surprised. You didn't want me to take off your Mary Jane's when you were little. Like, literally, <laughs> I would sleep in my pant leather Mary Jane shoes, and she would try and come in and take them off of me, and I would wake <laughs> up and cry. So clearly I love my shoes. Um, and, you, you know, she just wanted to make sure that I had my education under my belt. Yeah. And really, though, it's because I can, I can honestly say, like, it's because of those experiences and all that time I spent, you know, I was also, I did a lot of different internships in college. Um, I always, you know, figured out different ways to, um, you know, get experience, you know, in offices and things like that, where I used all of those skills to help me be a producer, you know, like, I feel like any, you know, it, it's, it, it takes a lot to figure out how to be resourceful when you don't have any money to do anything. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. So, you know, I spent a lot of years in nonprofit, which helped me figure out how to make something out of nothing. Um, and all of those skills and, you know, I mean, it also, it's about relationship building and networking and through all the different positions and experiences I've had, I was really, really lucky um, that I was able to bring it all into burlesque. So needless to say, um, you know, my family's extremely supportive of me now and they, you know, my, they're always asking me about when my next show is or because I also do pinup modeling too. They love to see the photos of me. Um, you know, because I guess they're also my parents. They like, you know, they're, they're not going to want to, they're not going to not want to see photos of me. Um, but they, you know, my mom is, you know, my mom and my dad have always encouraged me to to embrace my individual my individual my individuality is what I'm trying to say. They said you. Um, hey, they just said you words. be you, Shelley. Is that what they said? You be exactly. you. Exactly. I'm trying to okay. use words here, and it's not happening. Um, yeah, I mean. You know, I, I've done things in a, in a very non-traditional way a lot of times, and, you know, they're both just super supportive. So very fortunate. That's so now. fun. That's so fun. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's amazing. I do believe, I, 
I know you're right about how everything you do, every experience you have, even if it's a job you hated or whatever, or a situation you didn't want to be in, with everything, you learn something or you get a skill or you learn something that kind of works for the whole. You know, you could take it with you to work with something else and draw on it for whatever reason and however you need to. And sometimes things I have found don't happen when we want them to happen but they happen when they're supposed to happen. I don't know. Sometimes mm-hmm. it seems that way. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I don't know if I would have been ready to to take on the entertainment, you know, to do the things that I, that I thought I wanted to do when I was younger. So I'm glad that, like, I kind of waited and had, you know, the time and the experience, you know, with me to take on different projects and kind of be fearless about it. Oh, yeah, very good point. Very good. So you've got coming out now on June the 3rd, Saturday, June the 3rd, is the uh, Middle Age Cabaret. Yeah. And, what can, um, and tell us again, because you said it's going to be what, magic and comedy? There's going to be magic and puppetry and comedy and singing and, of course, burlesque. Yay! Um, and so, yeah, so I've got that coming up, and I want to definitely give shout-outs to if there's any filmmakers out there who would like to um, submit to submit their short film to the Film, film Strip Fest, um, they can find that on Film Freeway. It's just filmfreeway.com slash Film Strip Fest. Um, I'll be shortly in a few weeks, or shortly, um, putting out the call for um, submissions for uh, burlesque performers as well for that. Um, you know, I've got events coming up with Women in Film and Television on May 18th at Meptic Studios. And for the other, or one of the other organizations I'm involved in, Georgia Production Partnership, we also have a mixer that night at Serendipity uh, the office of the serendipity that is in it's a co-working space in Sandy Springs. So GPT is the part of uh, it's an organization that exists to basically help lobby and keep the tax credits alive here in Georgia. So mm-hmm. um, GPP is here for also networking and um, professional development and education, but. We are, you know, we are an organization that supports the um, the advent of um, keeping the film industry here. And there's also one more partner I want to shout out for the Film Strip Fest is Film Impact Georgia, um, which if you don't know Film Impact Georgia, it get, um, they are an organization that grants uh, money for to what I think three or four times a year they grant money to independent filmmakers to help finish their films. Oh, wonderful. That That is definitely worth mentioning. Uh, I know. I wow, just babbled is... a lot to you, Madam Terry. No. I'm so sorry. No, 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 dear. Nothing was a babble. Everything here has been useful information, has been fun information, and has been fascinating. So I am um, not a babble there. If you want to, uh, you can see, you can find Shelly Schmalls or, uh, on social media. If you can't find her, let me know that I'll be sharing things too. And one great way to find what's going on is Instagram where she's Von Schmalls and it's got, it's, it's like a, this is why I love Insta because it's pictures and it's, uh, 
it's like little little marquees of everything and, and like uh, event posters. You've got Middle Age Cabaret, uh, Film Strip Fest, Call for Film in, uh, Entries. You've got oh again, yeah, you've also got that website there too, uh, www.filmfreeway.com uh, forward slash Film Fest. So there's going to be always be things there for uh, you can find on filmfreeway.com. Also, oh my gosh, what is this? Older, uh, you, all these interviews you've done, um, older and bolder, and yeah. So, so yeah, so that's Instagram Live um, uh, interviews I do with pinup models and burlesque performers who are over forty. So again, it's a way for me to advocate and share stories for um, creatives who are, you know, are in those lines of um, of work. <laughs> And, you know, I'm crazy about stuff like um, the aspect of variety and your body type mm-hmm. and on your own. Uh, yeah. This is just, it's just magnificent. Uh, some of my favorites, oh, I'll tell you what, one person I've never got to see her in person or met her, but I love to watch her videos is Jezebel Express. Oh, yep, absolutely. I follow her, too. Oh, um, and just the fact that there is no one particular body type anymore. You can, you can it's, uh, everybody, everybody is lovable and fabulous. And, and, of course, you know, I love, I adore the names burlesque. <laughs> like, uh, um, some of these, I'm not sure how to pronounce them. Uh, of course, Lady Sapphire Noir. Uh, let's see. Uh, where's Misty Tetons? Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Uh, one of my good friends, one of my friends is, uh, you probably know, Coco, uh, Coco Electric. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that is why. I mean, and folk, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, it's you know, it's all, you know, when things are like, you know, there's kind of three different, um, I guess, creative mediums that, you know, you just love the names for. And I always feel like it's burlesque, drag, I guess, pin, I guess, for burlesque, drag, pin up and roller derby. Like, those, all of those, like, you know, those four quadrants of, like, badass all have amazing names (laughs) for them. (laughs) Yes, yes, indeed. Four quadrants of badass, indeed. Um. (laughs) Are, 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 do you do roller derby, or are you just a, a Oh, my fan goodness, I wish I did. That would be phenomenal. I could get out a lot of great aggression that way. I love roller skating, <laughs> but I've never done roller derby. I think I probably would hurt myself at this point. <laughs> you know, if, if for people who uh, also think about you, you don't want to put any person's skill or or what they do or what they look like in any particular like this is their box. This is all they can do. Um, I have, when I do events, as you know, I have a publicity firm, and a lot of my clients, or things I've done, have been with entertainment publicity. So when I had a, um, like I had a client going for his first event, his first book in Austin, Texas, and mm-hmm. it was going to be in a Borders bookstore, and I knew this guy. He was good. Of course, it was a place where he, you know, he had grown up, so he had friends that would probably show up. 
maybe. You know how it is. People get busy. But I thought, what can I do? Well, I made a pop-up nightclub because it fit with the story. And I asked my friend, I asked Coco Electric to come and read. She goes, well, I, I can't do burlesque. I said, no, 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 no. All I want you to do is read because this guy's going to be too shy to read. And if you come, you're a performer. It'll take the pressure off of him. So that's what we did. We set up a little pop-up nightclub in the uh, – Oh, that's awesome. That's Yeah, so for the borders. And so I opened it up with – because, you know, I'm a jazz singer. I opened it up with a little torch song and then introduced uh, them. And they read, and it was fantastic. And, oh, oh, and before oh, because that's of, so creative. Oh, we had a great time. And because the uh, story was about a, a cop – who uh, gets demoted and loses his job because he's got a crack problem, and then he opens up a uh-huh. nightclub. Only people that will give him a job are the people that used to, he used to lock up, and he does real well at oh, crime. Wow. So I had, like, around the area before it started, I had, you know, that police do not cross tape and little red light, I mean, the, the flashing blue light. And, uh, yeah, because, you know, people love to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow, I don't, that's so cool. And, you know, drag performers, burlesque, comedians, these people know how to hold your attention. You, we're in a short attention span world, as I call it. And it's not doesn't mean that people are stupid. It just means there's so much competing for everyone's attention right. at the same time. Right. So give people Absolutely. a place to kind of come in and relax and be entertained. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh yeah, this is great. Shelly Schmalz, I am so grateful to you for being so generous with your time tonight and your talent and your stories and your information of opportunities for other people as well. Uh, well, Madam Perry, thank you so much for having me in your salon. I really do envision, um, my like, at home in Buffalo, there's this, like, it, it looks like this genie bottle that's on a um, that's on one of our dressers at home, and like I definitely am like picturing being in that little genie bottle with you in that little <laughs> genie, you know, that like luscious Moroccan looking um, space that that genie had with you know like the the pink couches and all the different rugs yeah. and everything. We are definitely hanging out in there and having our conversations. Yeah. So thank you for for inviting me into your world tonight. Well, I, it's been an absolute pleasure. I hope that you know you have a home here in the Genie Bottle. Ah, oh, thank you so much. And I would love to see you on stage at some point. So let's talk about that for next year's show. Oh, oh, yeah. When I saw Middle Age Cabaret, dang, I missed that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll come up with something. Um, that would be fun. So, Everybody, Shelly Smalls, I will be sharing the information so that you will know where to see these shows and know how to follow her or know how to, um, you know, if you need to, to hire her for something. Just let this woman know and just follow me. I will tell you. So my uh, parting words, as always, are to just be good to yourselves, be good to each other. And as I sing in my song, Everybody's got to swing. I think that's it. By the way, um, uh, Becky, thank you for asking for a CD. If you want a copy of the CD, Everybody's Got to Swing, I will send it to you. Um, If you like it, that's great. 
If you don't like it, it makes a great cat toy or a um, a frisbee or coaster. <laughs> Or just keep it to yourself, okay? So thanks so very much. I think you're wonderful. And thanks again, Von Schmoll. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.